everyone. I'm excited to share the Word of God with you today. So I trust you have a few moments to just relax, sit back, and enjoy today's broadcast. Last week, I've been again sharing with you a message that I preached in Kenneth Copeland Southwest Believers Convention back in July of 2016. Powerful message. And you know, when you got several thousand people in there pulling it out of you, the anointing of God is flowing. And I believe that that same anointing that took place there that day is going to flow through your television set and is going to bless you today. And I want to encourage you to, to once again just sit back and relax, open your heart, open your mind, and receive the revelation that is going to come forth in this broadcast today. We're talking about redeemed and restored. It's going to be a tremendous session. So are you ready? Get your Bible, get your pen, your notebook, jot down the scripture references, take notes, and then I want to encourage you to stay tuned all the way through the broadcast because I'll be back in a few moments with some special announcements. So watch now and enjoy Redeemed and Restored. And I want to challenge you to, to mix your faith with that. Look at somebody and tell them again, say, I received that. that. Say, this is my year for the great breaking loose. And go ahead and give God a shout in advance. Amen. Amen. Now let's go to Luke chapter 13, and I want to read to you a story that I'm sure you're all familiar with. Beginning in verse 10, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. I want you to understand that when it says she could in no wise lift up herself, understand that that is saying it was impossible for her to do so. She was bowed over and could not straighten up. It was impossible for her to straighten up. She just didn't have a bad back that day. She could not straighten up. So obviously this woman has suffered for 18 years with this condition. Can you imagine walking around, bowed over? When you talk to someone, you have to look out of the corner of your eye. You never could straighten up and look them eye to eye. She lived in that condition for 18 years. Now, obviously, this is not only something that's affected her physically, but emotionally. You know, you can imagine the torment that she goes through every day of her life looking at other people, knowing that she's not normal and that it's impossible for her to be like other people. That's got to be tormenting in your mind. It's got to affect your emotions. And notice the Bible says in verse 12, and when Jesus saw her, now he's in the synagogue teaching. She didn't approach him. She caught his eye. He's teaching, and all of a sudden he sees her. And he says to her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. I just like to say it this way that day was her day for a great breaking loose. Yeah. Amen. That day was her day for a great breaking loose. He said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. 
And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, and said unto the people, there are six days and so forth. They got upset because he healed her on the wrong day, as if they got anybody healed on any day. <laughs> they didn't get anybody healed on any day. But he always healed them on the wrong day. You know, religion doesn't make sense. It's stupid. That's, that's, that's the stupidest thing you ever read right there. Amen. It may be the answer to the question. How stupid can you get? <laughs> Amen. And so he says in verse 15, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath day lose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Now notice he made it very clear that this woman ought to be loosed. In fact, the New Living Translation says, isn't it right that she be loosed? Isn't it right that she be loosed? From this, we can see the way God looks at bondage. Remember the book of Hebrews tells us in chapter one that Jesus was the express image of the person of God. In other words, if you want to know how God thinks, just follow Jesus around. If you want to know what God would do, just follow Jesus around. He's the express image of the person of God. And so the New Living Translation once again says, isn't it right that this woman be loosed from this infirmity? So in the mind of God, no one should have to live that way. Amen. No one should have to live that way in any kind of bondage. And notice Jesus made it very clear where this bondage came from, who its author was. Notice it's not God that made her this way. It's not God that made her sick. He made it very clear that this bondage was the result of Satan, whom Satan hath bound. Don't ever talk about bondage and identify God as the one who brought it. He's not the author of bondage. He's the author of freedom. Hallelujah. Amen. And so he says, ought not this woman, or isn't it right that this woman be loosed from this bondage? And then he makes this statement, seeing she is the daughter of Abraham. What does that have anything to do with this situation? Being the daughter of Abraham means that she was a covenant woman. She had a covenant with God. And I believe what he's implying is covenant people have every right to be free from any form of bondage. If you're in any form of bondage this morning and you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you are in covenant with Almighty God and you have every right to be free from that bondage. And it could be that this is your great breaking loose day. Amen. Why well, don't mix your faith with it, praise God. So isn't it right that this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, a covenant woman, isn't it right that she should be free? So he made it very clear. Covenant people should not be in bondage. If there is any form of bondage in their life, then they have a right to be free. That's any form of bondage, whether it be 
physical, whether it be spiritual, whether it be mental, social, amen, any form of bondage, financial bondage, any form of bondage, you want to be free. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a covenant person. And isn't it right that I be free from any form of bondage? So just say out loud, devil, I just spent my last day in bondage. It's my great breaking loose time. And give the Lord a good shout, praise God. Amen. Now, Psalm 103, you're familiar with it, verse Two and three says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Benefits, covenant benefits. The word benefit means something that promotes well being. Anything that promotes well being. Once again, whether it be spiritually, physically, mentally, socially, or financially, if it promotes well being. So he says, bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. The message translation says, don't forget a single blessing. Bless the Lord and don't forget a single blessing. Amen. Amen. We have many blessings that belong to us because we are covenant people. It goes on to say, who healeth all thy diseases who redeemeth thy life from destruction. The message translation says, he heals your diseases, every one. The message goes on to say about verse four, where the King James says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. The message translation says, he wraps you in his goodness. Hallelujah. I love that. He wraps you in his goodness. Go ahead and put your arms around yourself and say, he wraps me with his goodness. Glory to God. I'm wrapped in the goodness of God. And you know what? Goodness follows me every day of my life. Amen. Praise God. What a great deal we got when we made Jesus the Lord of our lives. Not only do we escape a devil's hell, but praise God. Think about all the blessings, all the benefits that we are to enjoy while we're right here on the earth, praise God. Can you say amen? amen? Earth is not such a bad place when you know how to walk in the blessing. Amen. So once again, covenant people have certain benefits, have certain rights that they're entitled to. And if you're not enjoying them, then the attitude of Jesus is you should be loosed from that bondage. Amen. He wanted to enforce her rights even though religious people certainly weren't in favor of it, unless you do it on the right day. But he wanted to enforce her rights. And he wanted that woman to know that it is right that you be free from this bondage. David once said in Psalm 9, 4, thou hast maintained my right and my cause. The message translation says, you took over and you said everything right. You took over and you said everything right. I believe that's what God is saying to us when he says, I want this to come to be known as the year of the great breaking loose. I believe what God is saying is, I've decided to take over and make everything right. 
Amen. Amen. Remember we talked about God arise yesterday? And what does that mean when the Bible refers to God arising? That means that he's going into action. Hallelujah. He's going into action. He's taking action and he's going to make things right. Look at your neighbor and say, God's about to make things right. Can you imagine what your life would look like if everything was made right? Just close your eyes and think about that for a moment. God is about to make everything right in my life. Hallelujah. So what I'm seeing here is this, that in this great breaking loose, that there are covenant blessings about to break loose in our lives and we experience them perhaps like we have never before. Amen. God's always wanting to take us to another level. Psalm 115 says, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. Then he goes on to say, and he will increase you, you and your children more and more. Everybody shout more and more. more. Tell somebody next to you, you haven't seen it all yet. More and more. Everybody shout more and more. Come on, I mean shout more and more. Hallelujah. More and more. I don't think we shouted it enough. More and more. You know, I'm, I'm in my 47th year of ministry, 47 years of walking with the Lord and preaching the Word of God. And uh, that's my testimony, more and more. You don't believe it? Ask Brother Copeland. He knew what it was like when we had less and less. <laughs> so I know what it's like to have less and less, but I got a better testimony. I know what it's like to have more and more. Somebody shout more and more. That's covenant blessing, praise God. More and more. Now, covenant blessings belong to us because of what Jesus did. And if we're not walking in them, it's not God's fault. Amen. It's not God's fault. He's done whatever's necessary for us to walk in them. I've discovered that one of the major reasons why most Christians don't walk in it and don't enjoy it is simply because of a lack of knowledge. But then on the other hand, there are a lot of Christians who know it, but still don't walk in it. And it's because they don't believe it. Then there are other people, they know it, they believe it, but they won't receive it. That's even, I think, worse than not knowing at all. Know it, believe it, but won't receive it. How many times do you suppose God's been trying to get something to us and we wouldn't receive? Huh? You know, when I, when I came to the Lord, giving was not an issue with me. Receiving was very hard for me. I was, uh, I was so independent, you know, and I was uh, Carolyn's mom and dad when she and I first married. You know, uh, we, we finally was able to buy our first little house. Our first house, we married in 1966. Our first house cost $4,800. And we were paying $50 a month on it, trying to believe God for that $50. Well, I wasn't believing God back then. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd working, you know, day and night trying to make sure I had $50 to pay on that house every month. And it, it wasn't a whole lot there. And her daddy was a builder. And he and Mary just wanted to bless us. 
And they came over there and said, you know, we can, we can redo this and redo that and we can add another room on here. And I said, no, I can't afford that. No, we're not talking about you having to pay for it. And my attitude was, if I can't earn it with my own hands, then we're not going to do it. I was very prideful. You know, uh, I had a chip on my shoulder anyway about being little. You have to understand, to appreciate the story I'm about to tell you, I haven't always been the big hunk of a man I am today. <laughs> I, I used to be little. <laughs> and I, I grew up with this chip on my shoulder about being little. I hated being little. I went to six different elementary schools before I got out of the sixth grade. And the first day in every one of them, I got labeled Little Jerry. And the reason being because there was always a normal Jerry. I lifted my hand, what is it, little Jerry? I hated being little Jerry. And when you're little, you get picked on a lot. So that means you better learn to fight. And so you get to the point to where when people look at you, you think they're thinking, look how little he is. You just want to go over and bust him in the mouth. And, and they wouldn't even think that at all. It's a good thing Jesse and I didn't know each other when we were kids. We would have fought all the time. Or at least we would have teamed up and fought others, you know? Because <laughs> he was littler than me. Anyway. <laughs> but he grew, and now he's one-eighth of an inch taller than me. He had a growth span, praise God. And he's proud of that. Very proud that he's one-eighth of an inch taller than me. And all it is, is his hair. <laughs> but I am skinnier. <laughs> and so, you know, I had this chip on my shoulder about being little. And so, you know, when Carol and I got married, you know, I didn't want anybody helping me with anything. You know, I'm not a charity case. If I, I can do it, you just give me time, I can do it, I'm a man, you know. And they just wanted to help, just wanted to be a blessing, and I wouldn't let them do it. And, and made, them, made her daddy so mad, he said, boy, what's wrong with you? I said, if I can't earn it myself, then I don't want it. You know, that was the dumbest thing. And so when I came to the Lord, now, giving was not an issue with me, because I, I grew up in a home where my daddy was a giver. He didn't have a whole lot, but he was, he was a giver. I mean, I watched him time and time again when friends of his were out of work. My dad would go do another job to make money just so that family would have food on the table. Uh, I'd watch my dad give, and so giving was not an issue for me. I, I didn't have any problem giving, but that receiving part, man, I had to learn to receive. But I don't have any issue with it now. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am a receiver. In fact, I get up every day declaring not only the favor of God is on me. It goes before me today, opening doors that no man can shut. And today is my receiving day, praise God. Amen. I've learned how to receive, praise God. Amen. So most of the time, when God's people are not walking in covenant blessings, it's either because of a lack of knowledge or it's because they know the Word says this, <clears throat> but they don't believe it or they know it and they believe it, but they won't receive it. 
Look at your neighbor and say, I know it. I believe it. And I receive it. Say it again. I know it. I believe it. And I receive it. Amen. Look up to heaven and say, God, I receive everything you have for me. Say it again. I receive everything you have for me. And give him a good shout in advance. Amen. Hallelujah. Breaking loose. So God wants every dimension of our lives overflowing with blessings. And I'm believing, and I'm getting many testimonies from it, that this is the year that we begin to see some blessings that we have never entered into Amen. break loose in our lives. Amen. Some blessings that we haven't walked in at that level, breaking loose in our lives. You know, the Apostle Paul used a phrase about the fullness of the blessing. Amen. The fullness of the blessing. Amen. The blessing without measure, hallelujah. We've walked in dimensions of it, but how would you like to live in the fullness of the blessing? Now, as blessed as I am right now, and I am extremely blessed and highly favored, God is saying you haven't seen anything yet. As blessed as Brother Jesse is and highly favored, he hasn't seen anything yet. As blessed as Keith and Phyllis Moore are and highly favored, they haven't seen anything yet. As blessed as the Copelands are and as blessed as Bill is and, and anybody else you know that preaches the word of faith and has evidence that it works in their life, they haven't seen anything yet. God says it's time for some things to break loose that we have never experienced, that we haven't seen yet, that we haven't handled yet. Praise God. Hey, ladies, your dream house is about to break loose. Amen. Hey, pastor, that church building you need is about to break loose. Those airplanes we need are breaking loose. Hallelujah. The wealth of the sinner is breaking loose. Glory to God. Why? That's covenant blessing. And I believe that what Jesus is implying when he told that woman, woman, Thou art loosed. Ought not this woman be loosed, seeing she is a covenant woman? Jesus is telling us that covenant blessings belong to covenant people, and the devil is not going to hold them back any longer. Come on, give the Lord a good shout.
It's time for you to start rejoicing. Has your life been devastated in some way? Are you under attack in your marriage, your family, your health, or finances? Well, now is not the time to give up. In the book, From Devastation to Restoration, Jerry Savelle teaches that you don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to feel hopeless or overwhelmed. You have the greater one on the inside of you, and he is more than capable of turning a devastating situation into restoration. In the three-CD teaching, Redeemed and Blessed, you can learn how God's redemptive plan is complete and perfect, covering every area of our lives. Redemption all started at the cross. This powerful series will give you a better and more complete understanding of the importance of the cross and Jesus' victorious resurrection. Don't wait. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request the Redeemed and Restored Package complete with From Devastation to Restoration and the three-CD teaching Redeemed and Blessed. You are a candidate for restoration. Start laying hold of this revelation today. Hey, listen, anytime you're in the Fort Worth area and you're looking for a great church where you can come and enjoy the uncompromised Word of Faith, fellowship with people of like precious faith, Come join us at Heritage Faith Christian Center on the outskirts of Fort Worth on the south side in a community called Crowley, Texas. That's where our church is. That's where our ministry headquarters are. So come and join us. But especially if you're in the area on December the 11th, my friend Richard Roberts is going to be here speaking, sharing the Word of God, and doing a healing service. So if you need healing in your body, come and join with us. Now, if you can't be with us, we live stream the services, so check on how to hook up and watch it live stream, and I believe that same anointing will flow through your television set or your iPad or however it is that you're watching. So don't forget, December the 11th, Richard Roberts at Heritage of Faith Christian Center. Once again, I want to remind you that our resources that are available this week, Redeemed and Blessed, and that's three compact discs that I know will bless your life. What does it mean to be redeemed? What does it mean to be blessed? How do you walk in these revelations? How do you enjoy the benefits of them? I'll teach you that in these three CDs. And then right along with it is a book I wrote a number of years ago, and we've just now brought it back in print, and it's entitled From Devastation to Restoration. Has your life been devastated in some way? Has Satan been stealing from you? Does it look like you're just living from paycheck to paycheck, never having enough left over, never enjoying abundance? Well, listen, this book will help you understand how that you can go from devastation to restoration. God wants you to be restored. God is in the restoring business. And so these messages will help you greatly, both the CDs and the book. Order them right now. The ordering information is on your screen. And listen, I want to encourage you to join with us again next week as we'll begin a brand new lesson. And I know it's going to be a blessing to you. Tell a friend about the broadcast. And listen, if you've never written to us and communicated with us, please do so. We'd love to hear from you. Partners, thank you once again for helping make this broadcast possible. We believe in you and we pray for you and we thank you for your generous support. Once again, Jerry Savelle reminding you that your faith will overcome the world. Next week. One of our covenant blessings is, even in your advanced age, you will be satisfied because of the good things with which God supplies you.